What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This Pauline Theology. We are on the last two verses of Jonah. Man, has it not been something incredible to hear this story of this man who ran from God, was saved from his own, you know, the saved from his own destruction. He the one that caused it, was saved from that, then went and preached the gospel or, or preached the proclamation in which God called him to preach. And then a whole city, a whole city repents and turns to God. And then he's mad. He's mad because of the uh the goodness of God, he calls evil. The goodness of God, he calls bad. Man, what a story we got here with Jonah. What a story we got here. And then God does an object lesson with him, man. He causes uh, these things to happen so Jonah can maybe think about the situation he's in. And then God asks him a question. He says, you do, do, you, do, you, do you do well to be mad? Should you be mad at this? And Jonah's like, man, I should be mad to death. Now we're about to get the answer that uh, God has for Jonah. So we're on Jonah chapter four, verses 10 and 11, the last two verses. If you haven't read those verses, go ahead and check out the scriptures, read it, stop the tape, come back, listen, and we'll answer the four questions. If you got it done already, let's go on and get through it. So what does verse 10 and 11 say? Uh, what is it actually saying? Like, What are the words that are coming? Well, it uh, says this, the Lord answers the question, tells him what he's trying to teach him, and then ask a question himself. He says this, you have pity upon the plant. He said, you ain't do nothing to it. You ain't cause it to grow. You ain't farm it. You ain't do nothing for it, man. It says it was here one day and gone the next. And you got pity on it. What's up with that, Jonah? And then he asked this question. He said, should I not have pity upon Nineveh, a great city, a huge city, Nineveh, that has a lot of people in it, 120,000 people in it. And he says, and these people don't even know their right from their left hand. And it's got a lot of cattle. Should I not have pity on those people? And then it ends right there. You're like, what? The end of Jonah like that? That ain't, that ain't no conclusion, man. But I think it's because we are supposed to be answering this question here. Jonah has more compassion upon a plant than he does upon humans or animals. Like Jonah has more compassion on a plant than he does for specifically human beings. That is the theme that God is trying to teach Jonah. It's like, you didn't do anything to this plant, man. But these people are living and breathing, have life and a soul. And in the the um, the hierarchy of things for the Hebrew people is that it is it is uh, 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 mankind, animals and plants. And he's saying you are a reversal of of uh, roles, a, a reversal of um, importance, of value 
Jonah has a, a reversal of importance and value. And that's the question we got to ask ourselves. That's the question we got to ask ourselves. What is this saying about God? Man, I think it says this, that God cares for all people, man. All people. It does not matter who you are or what you've done. He cares for you. That means, man, if you think that you have done the most gravest and evil deed, that God cares for you and seeks for your salvation, for you to know him, for you to turn from those things so that you might have life in his son, Jesus. That is what the scripture is saying, is that God cares for all people, no matter what you look like, no matter how tall you are, how uh, fat you are, how smart you are, how broken you are, how sinful you are. God cares for you. That's the first thing. But also that God cares about all people in the sense of their actions, regardless of if they care about him. Nineveh had no mind for God. They had no thought for Yahweh. Yet he saw their deeds and knew that they were wrong. And therefore he brought a messenger so that they may know. So it doesn't matter if you care or are concerned with God and his rules and his way of life and the things that he deems as good is he still sees you and cares about it. It's not like, oh, man, if God, I'm going to let God do his thing and I'm going to do my thing. It ain't like that, man. You can't just do your own thing without regard for the oversight of God. God is always looking and cares and cares. And the good thing about that is that he cares to the point that he would want salvation. That goes back to the first point is that he cares to the point that he wants to reconcile you with him. What does this say about man is that we need to value people. It doesn't matter who they are, where they come from, what they do, what they've done. Is we need to value people because people are made in his image, in the image of God. That we need to value people. They have infinite value because they're made in the infinite image of God. We need to value people. And how can we apply these things to our lives? Well, uh, who you angry at, man? Who you mad at, man? And then I'm going to ask the question that God asks. Should you be angry? <laughs> do you do well to be angry at this? That's really the, the, the crux of the question. Not should you be angry, but does it do you well to be angry? Like, is it benefiting you because of your anger? I know, I know. I'm, I mean, everybody's in this situation, man. It doesn't benefit you. And so we need to forgive. Take action and allow the Lord to do his work in their lives. That's what the gospel is about, man. 
letting the Lord do the work in their lives, that he might change them. And then the evil that they're doing becomes good. And instead of destroying the world, they begin to bless the world. Instead of uh, corrupting the world, they begin to um, cultivate and grow the world through the power of the Holy Spirit. Restore that relationship, man. Appreciate you guys for listening, and I'll see you in the recap.